This is why we have the best fans in the world. Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lucia. And this is our 129th episode of Talk Direction. And oh. as you can tell, I have a special guest today. Lucia, welcome. How are you doing? Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I feel like I've been, it's been a long time coming. Yes. Even like, I feel like we talked about this so long ago. Like, I mean, I maybe I just like talked about it in my head, but like I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to have you on the podcast for like years. I swear to God. Oh, I've been wanting to be on the podcast for years. I'm like super shy, and so I feel like it's just I had to wait until like a bunch of other listeners went on mm-hmm. to like find the courage to go on because I think it has been a long time, but I was like too nervous that I was going to mess up. Oh, no. No. We've been talking now for a while. You guys don't know it. Um, We were like, oh, we should have been recording everything we said. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've been, like, so good, and it just, like, feels so natural, just like with everyone else. Like, honestly, it's just so nice having, like, listeners on that I've, like, known for years because it just feels like I'm talking to friends, which is really good. Yeah, it's so nice because we, like, communicate with each other, like, mm-hmm. through Twitter and stuff. So we have, like, we have like a good a rapport, rapport. Yeah. yes exactly <laughs> um so when did you start listening to talk direction you've been here for a really long time right okay yeah so I actually had to look it up because I have a hard time remembering like dates and times mm-hmm. um so it was in August 2015 which was like I think you guys had four or five episodes out wow. when I started listening and I remember I came across a, like a tumblr someone had shared on tumblr like that there was a new podcast mm-hmm And I remember, like, being really hesitant to listen to it because um, I, like, just wasn't sure if I was going to like it. Because the 1D fandom has dark sides, yes. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And, like, it wasn't, like, anyone who I was familiar with sharing it. So I was, like, if, like, I was worried that I was going to start listening and then, like, get infuriated and then not be able to talk back and then Uh just be annoyed. But I gave it a chance. (laughs) <laughs> yes thankfully and I remember I sent you guys a tumblr message after you did an episode about Liam's attitude interview which was in September mm-hmm. and I remember I was just like so impressed with how you guys like discussed it because he had like he had like made some like like kind of homophobic comments yeah. and like it was a big drama in the fandom at the time and I remember like being really like nervous to listen to you guys talk about it because mm-hmm. I was like just nervous about what yeah. you're gonna say. Yeah. And then you said like literally everything I was thinking and I was oh. like, oh my God, they're amazing. I found my people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you, I think you guys are both like 20 at the time. I'm almost 30, so I'm like very old. Not to... for this podcast, we've got a okay. range of people. That's good. <laughs> Everyone here is welcome. I feel like, I, I always say this, but I feel like people have such like a wrong idea. I, I'm like, I've composed this tweet like in my drafts and I'm like waiting for the right moment to send it. Oh yeah. <laughs> but like, it's like about how like eight years ago they called everyone like a teenager in the 1D fandom and like somehow we're still all teenagers. And I'm like, yes. that, that's not mathematically, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. We can't be teenagers. Like even if we were like 13 at the time, 
when eight years have gone by, you're already in your 20s, so you're not a teenager. Um, yeah, that's so true. And, like, not all of us were 13 at the time. I wasn't 13 when One Direction got together. Yeah. So I think it's people just have, like, a wrong idea, and it bugs me so freaking much. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. That's why I loved listening to your episode with Martha and Steph, the talk, the da- talk Direction download you did with them. Yeah. Because you guys talked about, like, being an older fan. Older, mm-hmm. in quotes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, to everything they were saying. Yeah, they I were brilliant. Similarly. I loved, they had, like, such a, like, good way of talking about that and I feel like they did yeah they really got at some really important feministy stuff so yeah definitely we need to have yeah, conversations so... like that. <laughs> definitely yeah so I think I sent you that Tumblr message and then I remember in October I sent you an email yes I remember like, that the, email the story of my life <laughs> oh my god that was brilliant and Kara like well, Kara told me I'm gonna respond to this email like she was like adamant about it she's like this is meaningful I need to respond to it like you, you're not allowed to Caitlin and she didn't oh. ever respond to it <laughs> I know it became a running joke because yeah. she, every time we talked she was like I'm gonna get on that email <laughs> she was so bad <laughs> I mean neither of us are great at like responding to things but like that one was like pretty bad where that's why we've decided now or like I've decided I'm just reading all emails on the show because like (laughs) typing responses is very hard to do especially when you want to say a lot and yeah it's easier to talk about it (laughs) in her defense I did write a very long email and it was literally my life story so I don't blame her for being overwhelmed (laughs) no she's not here you can throw all the blame on her it's fine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, and that was, yeah, and it was also a couple days before Halloween, which was One Direction's last concert, and mm. I feel like that was the night that, like, I bonded with you guys and with, like, a few of the other listeners because we were all watching it yes. on Periscope, and we were, like, tweeting, and it was, like, the first time that I felt like we were, like, a family. Being real friends, yeah. Yeah. So, good uh, memories that of that That was day. a really good night. That was. Yeah. Good times back in the day. I can't believe it's been, like, so long since then. Like, that was when One Direction was still together. Yeah. Distant memory. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that's been a long time. And we've gotten to know each other a lot over uh, Twitter and Snapchat and Instagram and all that good stuff. I know. It's a funny relationship with, like, podcast people because I know literally so much about your (laughs) life. (laughs) Yeah. Like, comparatively, like, you probably know, like, 5% about my life, like, compared to what you're I know. I'm, like, you. always, like, I don't remember, like, what I say on this podcast, especially, like, in TDDLs. Like, that's on our Patreon, by the way, guys. Um, but, like, I get real, real in those <laughs> TDDLs. And I'm like, yes, you what do. am I saying? Should I not be saying this? But, like, when you feel so comfortable no. with people, you know, like, you guys are always so accepting and open and, like, give such great advice that, like, I feel really comfortable talking about, like, my life. So that's yeah, what I no, do. <laughs> I, that's why I love the Patreon because it's really nice to be able to, like, have that more personal, Aww. like, connection and stuff. But it's, like, you know, like, a safer place than yeah. just the general public. <laughs> yeah, there's a paywall. <laughs> so <Yes. laughs> that's nice. I don't have to worry about any of my, like, Tinder dates finding me. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, you have to be at least a little invested. Exactly. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. So let's do your like 1D ID when I have guests on. Usually I ask them some questions about their like One Direction history and favorites and yada, yada, yada. So let's start yes. with the question. When did you first get into One Direction and why? Okay. So I first got into, into One Direction because one of my best friends, Shannon, wanted to start a One Direction drag group. And at the time, she was like a big One Direction fan. And I was sort of in a place where I was like, I really liked pop music, but I still felt ashamed about mm -hmm. it. And so like, I would never want to admit that I liked pop songs. I was sort of coming out of that mindset around this time. But mm -hmm. when she would talk about like, one Direction, I sort of thought it was a joke. Right. I was like, oh, right, because they're like a stupid boy band. Mm -hmm. And so um, her and then four of our other friends um, were like really into it. So we like formed this drag group and we called it Every Direction. <laughs> and I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't a member of the group because I'm like performance shy. It would be a lot of work for me to get into drag with my long hair and it just wasn't my thing. Mm -hmm. But I was like sort of like their manager and choreographer and I was like very heavily involved. <laughs> um, and so like the time when I was doing Every Direction was like one of the best times of my life because it was just like so fun. Yeah. And we performed a couple of times at like a couple of, of gay bars and then we actually did like a benefit performance where we did like a fundraiser and like it was That's just so, so fun. Cool. We made a music video for Kiss You. Um, <laughs> what, which ones have I seen? Because I know you sent videos of, like, your... I think it was Kiss You, because we made, like, an official music video oh, for that and put it on YouTube. So you can find it if you search, like, Every Direction Kiss You. I'm sure it's still there. I'm going to have to go look for this. <laughs> Post it on the um, Twitter. Yeah. But anyways, I, um, I had to do a lot of research for the group. Um, and so I would like watch a lot of videos and like listen to the songs and um, I just ended up falling in love with One Direction oh, during the process. What a beautiful story. Which is very unexpected. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. I feel like that's a really unique way to get into it. I don't know how many other people had like a drag One Direction group. And yeah. That's, <laughs> that's how they got into One Direction. Yeah. Sadly, the group kind of exploded. It was really funny. I mean, it was really, it was not funny, but it's, it's funny to look back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when um when sort of like the the big drama happened it was literally march 25th and it was the same year that zayn left the band oh, man. and like this one person and it was just like so like parallel it was yeah. ridiculous <laughs> that's so funny yeah so it doesn't exist anymore but sad it's in your memories it is yeah so what is your favorite 1d song Okay, so in my notes, I put no after this question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and why? <laughs> because I like I cannot choose. At yeah. first, I was like, I'll just do a top five, and then I yeah. couldn't even choose a top five. <laughs> like I don't know, I can't, I can't. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so hard. Do you have like it's some that you want to like throw out that you really like? I mean, obviously, like No Control, Girl, Girl Almighty, mm -hmm. I love. It really depends on my mood because it's like if I'm in a sad mood there are certain songs that I want to listen to right. I really I feel like the the songs that I listen to have listened to the most over time have been from the first two albums really because yeah because I think like I think like a lot of the times like sometimes I want to listen to music 
because I'm in a certain mood or I want to listen to a certain song. But mm-hmm. most of the time I want to listen to music because I'm like cleaning or cooking or like yeah. need to find motivation. And like those first two One Direction albums are just like perfection for that. Yeah. They are really like and, pump up, like have a good time songs. Yeah. And you have that whole like nostalgic thing that like makes you like have a feel of like goodness in your soul. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. But I love Made in the AM, too. Mm-hmm. Like, most of the songs off Made in the AM, I love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's it's just hard to pick, because it really depends on what kind of mood I'm in. It would be easier to list, to list my least favorite songs, because there's Ooh. probably only, like, five that I What's your like. least favorite song? I should <laughs> add that to this. <laughs> oh, crap. Well, I didn't have it prepared, so now I feel like I have to look at their what am I? But, illusion? Okay, Is Illusion on there? Off the top of my head. <laughs> Wait, what, what was yours? Illusion? <laughs> I love illusion, so. <laughs> okay. Actually, I changed my mind the first answer. My favorite song is illusion. <laughs> oh my god, no. No. Um, yeah, I don't like, um, what songs don't I like? Now I can't think of any. Steal My Girl? You know, okay, here's the thing. I love Steal My Girl. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh my god. I probably I knew not, that about I you, totally, too. I totally agree that the lyrics are you know need need some improvement but yeah. musically it's just no musically it. it's terrible as well i mean everything about the song <laughs> oh. i really love it Dream um song. oh there's one called i want and i hate that song no the one that's like i want i want yeah i love that yes. one oh. <laughs> it's such a jam that's a good one i hate that song i don't know i don't know why it's just the melody bothers yeah. me I never listened to it. It's a very odd song. A lot of their earlier songs, the lyrics are like, what the hell? Yes, I know. (laughs) Very questionable. But still jams. (laughs) Um, Okay, what's your favorite 1D memory? Okay, so I feel like this is also hard to choose. I feel like I have a lot of memories, like, with my friends. Mm -hmm. But, like, as far as, like, big standout memories, it would probably have to be my One Direction concert or my Harry concert. Ooh. Um, Why were those so good? Yeah. Well, One Direction concert was in 2015, actually. It was after they had left. Um, But I went with, um, like, a group of my friends who were in, like, the drag group. Mm -hmm. And we, like, planned it, like, months in advance. We spent collectively, like, over $1,000 on tickets. Oh, wow. (laughs) Because there was, like, a group of us. But it was, like... It was just, like, really fun, and, like, Mm -hmm. we were, like, wanting to see them for a long time, and so it just felt, like, really special. Yeah. Um, And it was, like, nice to go with, like, a big group of people, and, like, Mm -hmm. it was just really fun. Um, Yeah. And, like, I had been, yeah, and I had been in the One Direction, like, fandom for a while, but, like, I didn't really have friends who were, like, in the fandom, aside from my, like, friends from my regular life, Mm -hmm. and so it it was really fun to be in the audience and, like, feel that sort of collective, like experience and like and just and just like be in be in like an environment where there's just like hundreds of girls just screaming I was just like yes (laughs) (laughs) I felt like it like gave me power (laughs) yeah no that's it's so exciting going especially like I mean you had you did have people in your like real life that were friends I mean that were One Direction fans um but like a lot of times like people don't have anyone so like going to these concerts are like your first time being around people who like One Direction too. I, I read something on Twitter where it was like, 
when you go to like a Harry concert, like you just realize that everyone around you like understands you on a level that a lot of people can't understand you. Totally. Which I was like really cool. Yeah, it's so magical when that mm. happens. Because there's like no judgment. My- like you've all experienced like the same like like hate towards like people thinking right. you're stupid, liking this music, and you're all there just to, like have a good time, which is so yeah, nice. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then my Harry concert. So I went to his first show in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and it was really special because it was the. It wasn't his first show because he had done those like secret shows and like yeah. TV spots and stuff, but it was his first show on his tour. Right. Um. So we didn't know like what his set was was gonna be or like what the show was gonna be like. So it was really fun, and the, like, audience there was just, like, so incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, from the moment I got there, it just felt like they were, like, my people. Mm-hmm. And, like, the people that I was standing next to were, like, so, like, cool. And there was this woman and her daughter who had, like, won a concert and flown from Florida to oh, see wow. him. And th- this girl was, like, probably, like, 10 years old or something. Um, it was just, like, such a nice audience and then the show was just so amazing and he just like did so many surprise things that like were were just so amazing like he sang um just a little little bit of your heart and that was like the first time he had ever sung it Mm -hmm. and I love that song so Mm -hmm. I was just like sobbing when he was playing that yeah that's Um, so exciting yeah and like with the curtain and everything like we had just never seen that before so it's like so suspenseful and I remember knowing that, like, you, I think a couple of, like, listeners were there at that concert, and I remember thinking, like, oh, I wish I could be there. Yeah, yeah, and then Muna opened for him, and Mm -hmm. they were just, like, so cool, and they had this, like, awesome speech about, like, how um, just, like, the audience was, like, and, like, the environment was, like, a safe space and, like, so inclusive, and they were talking Mm -hmm. about, like, political stuff and everyone was like cheering and I was like this is amazing yeah because like I feel like we already kind of knew like Harry's fans Harry fans were like very like political and whatever just from like you know the One Direction concerts before but that was sort of it's it's definitely like now we see when he's a solo artist we can see that so much more because it's like Mm -hmm. everyone's there for Harry and it's a very like specific audience and stuff yeah definitely yeah I was just and probably I don't know if it was like my best concert experience but like it's very possible that it was was, Mm -hmm. like of all time it was just oh that's amazing yeah that's so exciting I'm glad that's a really good memory to have yeah I'm I'm like I'm hoping that he'll he'll do a small venue tour again at some point because Mm -hmm. like I know a lot of people like seeing him on the big stage because he can he has like room to dance around and stuff yeah. but I like 100% prefer like the small theaters because mm-hmm. like being able to be that close and like that intimacy and stuff is like yeah. it's just my I like don't typically enjoy arena shows like even if my or stadium shows or whatever like bigger shows mm-hmm. like even if artists I like are performing like I often won't go because it's like it's just not mm-hmm. my thing but I'm gonna go see Harry in July so Ooh, I will that's see. Exciting. Yeah, how you'll have to compare and like see. Wait, where are your seats for that one? Are you like closer or farther away? So it's kind of confusing because I can't tell. Like the, <laughs> this, the stadium we're going to is so huge. So I'm like, yeah. are we close or not? We are on the floor technically. Okay. Um, so I'll be, but like, there's like close. Yeah, there's like a general admission like pit, and then there's like the floor seats, right. and we're in like the floor seats. 
Okay. Well, that's pretty good. I think it'll be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to Shelly, who I'm going to talk about later. I was talking to her on Twitter and we were um, saying how like different, like wherever you sit, you can have just like a completely different show. So like if you're in the pit, you're like watching the show from there versus if you're farther back or if you're higher up. Like, it just right. completely changes the experience. Like, I remember, like, because I went to both London shows that he did in the fall. And, like, the first time I was up close and, like, I didn't love it that much just because it was, like, so, like, squishy. But mm-hmm. then, like, when I was in the back, not just that I, like, had more room to dance, but, like, just visually looking at it, I could take in different things that I took in from when I was up close. So, like, yeah. you just get such a different experience. Because when you're up close, like, you obviously can appreciate, like, a lot of things but like you don't Uh necessarily see like the lighting and the staging in the same way that you do when you're farther back and you can sort of see it all at once so yeah I'm interested that you got different angles yeah that's so cool that you got those experiences and that you were up close first because I feel like if you went if you went to the first concert and you were like far behind you would probably be thinking like oh I wish I was closer yeah but since you did the closer one first you're like I know now (laughs) yeah exactly I'm like never again like when I went to Nile recently like, I was up cl- closer because I had done the, like, whatever, Q&A thing. And, right. like, before it started, I was just like, no, I'm going to move to the back. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is just not, like, I, I literally, like, need room to dance. Like, that's, like, part of it for me is, like, dancing around and, like, whatever. Yeah. And you just can't move that much when you're up close. Like, you can move your arms, but, like, you're just right. very packed in. And, like, I need to move my yeah. hips. Like, so. Oh, my God. There was someone fainting. Like, I swear I'm not exaggerating. It was, like, every 20 minutes there was someone passing out yeah, in, that's, in the that's pit. Yeah, that's the like. same with us. Yeah, there were so many people. And they had to, like, Harry had to keep stopping the show because people kept passing out. It was insane. Yeah, we had a really good, um, like, security guy. He was sitting, like, right, not on the stage, but, like, above everyone. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, on it. That's really um, And good. then there was another woman who was helping him and they were like passing out water and they were like, Dang. I felt like they were like babysitters. I was like, that is not a job. <laughs> I envy. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah, the security have been so great. I feel like they don't get enough credit in these things. It's true. Um, yeah, they've been really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I was listening. Sorry, one more no, Harry no, go ahead. concert thing. Um, I was listening to your TDDL about being friends with a celebrity and it mm-hmm. reminded me of like one of the things that struck me so much when I went to my Harry show is that so I feel like when I was thinking about seeing him I was like oh my god like I'm gonna like pass out I'm gonna hyperventilate yeah. like it's gonna be so scary to see him in person and I have met Brandy Carlisle once and she is like someone who I love mm-hmm. and when I met her I was like butterflies and like trembling and like mm-hmm. it felt like oh my god I'm like meeting an idol yeah um, um and the thing that struck me the most is that the second Harry got on stage I was like oh, that's my friend. Like, oh, yeah. there's my friend Harry. <laughs> like, I felt oh. like I knew him, mm-hmm. like, so intimately. And I wasn't, I didn't have any of those, like, butterfly feelings right. or anything. I was just, like, immediately, like, felt, like, familiar. Oh, which I feel so like cute. is such a rare thing. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Like, I, I feel like it's so different. Like, when I, you know, met people back in the day or, like, when you meet certain people, it feels so different. But, like, I feel like I know the boys so well. Like, I feel very connected to them. So yeah. you're like, ah. I feel like that'll be so much with Louie, too. Like, I, de- I feel like he mm-hmm. gives off vibes like that a lot of just, like, a friendly pal. So Oh, my God, totally. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, okay, so how about, I mean, we sort of talked about, like, boys going solo, but, like, mm-hmm. whose music are you enjoying? What do you think of this whole solo direction? Do you prefer it? Would you rather One Direction reunite? Do you have okay. a favorite? <laughs> so, in my, like, heart of hearts, I wish that we lived in an alternative universe where they all <laughs> wanted to still be together. <laughs> right. Like, I am always going to be, like, a One Direction I feel first. like every person besides me feels that way. Like, I swear <laughs> every listener is like, yeah, I'd prefer them together, but I'm like, nah, I like them, yeah. like, apart. Yeah, well, that being said, I love seeing their solo stuff, too. Like, yeah. I feel like it would suck to lose that. So mm-hmm. I'm, like, glad that things are going the way they're going. And it's really mm-hmm. exciting. I think originally I was I was thinking that, like, they weren't all going to be putting out music and so that was gonna make me sad but the fact that they're all putting out music is is really exciting and I Mm -hmm. am like really excited to see like where they all go and stuff um so as long as they all keep putting out music like if yes if that stops that'll be sad yes it will be sad um yeah and I feel like it wouldn't I feel like they'll never get back to together as a band because they're just too different but I do feel like they have to do a reunion tour at some point yeah and I do think they will do that like at some point I think that needs to happen for sure yeah and it's like so perfectly primed for them because they're all gonna get you know continue gathering building fan bases and they have this album that they already made it's ready to go Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it'll be perfect it'll be so easy for them to just do a reunion tour yeah Um, so that's yeah um, and then as far as whose music I'm, uh, oh wait, did you ask me that yet? Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> okay. I, did. I just kind of clumped all the last questions into one. Okay. So as far as whose music I'm liking the most, it's hard to say because I feel like every time one of them puts out something new, I'm like, oh my God, this is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely loving Harry a lot. Yeah. Um, I also feel like when Louis starts to put out music, like, I'm like that's gonna be hard to decide like who I'm enjoying more because mm-hmm. I I like the first two songs we put out quite a lot but Miss You I was like super into yeah and I'm like that song is like definitely my favorite of his mm-hmm. um and then with Harry like I like his whole thing like the whole sort of um aesthetic yeah so it's like it's like great to see his music and his performances and like his clothes and like the fandom and the audience so like that is what I'm sort of Uh, like, the most involved in now. Mm -hmm. Um, But overall, I feel like if I had to, like, pick one, I think it would be, like, Zayn's album as, like, my overall fave. Yeah, I just feel like with Harry's album, like, I love Harry's album, but there's Mm -hmm. a few songs that I feel like have room for improvement. (laughs) Um. (laughs) All the ones we haven't discussed, I feel like I keep avoiding those ones. (laughs) Which isn't, like, a bad thing. But yeah. I feel like with Zayn's album, like, for me personally, it was just perfect. Yeah. It was perfect. Like, every song was, like, perfect. The lyrics, the music, the production, it was, like, I just love that album so, so much. And so I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, longevity-wise, I think Zayn's going to be, that that album is going to be my favorite. Do you still listen to Zayn's album a lot? I do. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I just put it back into, like, one of the playlists I've been listening to, and I'm like, I uh-huh. need to listen to this more. Like, it's such a good album. It's so good, and it's so long, which is so nice, because yeah. there's so many songs. There are freaking, like, like, 17 or whatever <laughs> songs. So different compared to, like, Harry or Niall. Harry especially. Yeah. 
And I don't listen to the album as a whole very often, mm-hmm. but like I, I do have, you know, random songs that I listen to yeah. a lot. But there's some songs that I haven't listened to in a long time and then I'll like hear them. And I'll be like, oh, my God, I forgot this song even existed. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting because like I think with Zayn, because he didn't tour like his fan base is there, but it's not like this whole thing like with Harry and like Niall or whatever. Yeah, I know. And I'm I'm kind of bummed about Zayn uh, lately. Mm-hmm. Like, just seeing his, <laughs> his host, I'm just like, are you okay? Like, can I come to your house and, like, yeah. help you out? Like, I feel like he's found some app that he edits photos with. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And then he, like, was posting all those zones on Instagram. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, like, I am not someone who is, like, judgmental about people's art. But, like, mm-hmm. com- like looking at those zones compared to, like, his the writing in his first album, it's mm-hmm. not the same. Like, the writing in his first album was... A lot better, like, you think? A lot better, yeah. I didn't, yeah, I, unless, never, like, I met, maybe read, like, two of the Zoms. I liked just, a lot of them, but I did, did not read them. I, no, no, like, I physically, like, double-tapped. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> but I didn't read them. They oh. just seemed like words thrown together, and maybe that was the point, mm-hmm. but... I was very confused about them. I was, like, because he's putting out a lot on Instagram of, like, yeah. like music stuff and, like, writing stuff. But it's just, like, it doesn't seem, uh, like, nearly as good as, like, the music from his first album. So I'm mm-hmm. a little worried about Zane. Yeah. It'll be future. interesting to see what we get from him and if he decides to, like, tour. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, would I feel like to tour, tour is such a fandom thing, you know? Like, the album can go to anyone, but, like tour and videos and like things like that like all that is like more fandom fandom so right yeah and I feel for him because it's like he's like he has a lot of anxiety and is like you know like nervous about performing and it's like he spent Mm -hmm. all that time performing but it was like with other people on stage with him and so like doing it by yourself like has to be like such a drastic yeah difference and so much more pressure because it's like in one direction I feel like they could each like like mess around or like leave the stage to go pee which they did yeah Yeah. (laughs) and there was other people to like keep the show going but when it's just you yeah it's just all on you and I I yeah be like I know Harry has said it's like such a different learning process and Niall has said that too where like you're singing the entire song like live you're not just singing like a little bit here a harmony there it's like right it's all you all the time for the entire you know hour and 40 minutes or whatever yeah, and I feel like Zayn's just always been a very introspective, like, shy person, like, mm-hmm. even in the X Factor days. Like, he wasn't even going to go to the interview, but his mom was, like, yeah. made him, like, wake up. And then he, like, didn't want to do the dances, and he yeah. was, like, like, you know, he's just always been, yeah. you know, performance shy, which I completely relate to, because I am, too. <laughs> and then I also, I feel like I haven't mentioned Niall, but I love Niall's music, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like with Niall's music, like, seeing him live, his his songs are just meant to be heard live. Yeah, for sure. Live, they're incredible. I, like, love it. I will go to his concerts, like, always and forever. Um, and then I think with the studio, like, his album, I was a little disappointed in the production. Yeah. So I don't listen to it that much. But honestly, if the songs were all recorded as live versions, I would listen to it all the time. Like, I he love the He should put out a live songs. studio version. Or a live, not studio version, a live version. <laughs> I mean, him and Harry both. But yeah, I feel like Niall... Like, the songs... Harry's are more similar live to the album, I think. Or at least yes, for some of them. I agree. I mean, not ever yeah. since New York. But, like... Right. You know, he did a lot of live-sounding stuff. 
Um, but Nara yeah. has a very different live. It's so different, yeah. So live, I'm like super into it, and then mm-hmm. the album, I'm like, I'm like kind of into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with Liam, I like I don't love his stuff as much. Um, mm-hmm. Although I have to say, I love Bedroom Floor, and I listen to that song a really? lot. So maybe. Maybe he'll surprise me when he releases more music. Yeah, it'll. I feel I'm like not all ready the to judge. the songs he's put out so far too have all been like the same like sort of genre or like not genre but like same like speed sort of like we didn't get. It's not like we have a ballad versus like a mid tempo right. versus up tempo. Like we have sort of all similar. So like you know, on an album, he's probably gonna put out a mix of like song types. So. Yeah. Like, who knows what they'll be, you know? I feel yeah. like Liam will probably do a bigger album, too, so there'll be more variety. Right. But, yeah, don't know when we're going to get that. I feel like he's he hasn't really hinted that it's coming that soon, so I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's very curious. Yeah. <laughs> and then Louie's always like, oh, it's coming. But then he'll be like, I was in the studio. Like, I'm like, you can't be in the studio writing new songs and have an album coming out soon. It just doesn't add up. I know. All right. That was a great intro. Half hour Everything. in. <laughs> Over okay. half hour in. Um, okay. So I wanted to advertise the Snapchat for Harry's tour. Um, Shelly uh, wrote to me and I know I've like retweeted it on Twitter, but I thought I would also say on the podcast um she's given me like a little blurb to read to like tell you about it so i'm just going to read what that is and then encourage you guys to go follow the snapchat for harry's tour um she says hello fellow harry lovers for some it's not possible to go to every one of harry's shows but with the h styles tour snapchat you can I've created this Snapchat as a way for fans to be able to enjoy Harry's tour with live footage. Every night of his tour will be covered so that we can enjoy this wonderful time in Harry's life. An updater will Snapchat their experience at Harry's show from the cues to the merch to a bit of everything on the set list. On non-tour days, the Snapchat has fun games and even a bitmoji of Harry himself. I really wanted to bring this Snapchat to fans who wouldn't be able to attend the tour and for those who get serious FOMO so they can get the next best thing. If you are interested, you can sign up using the link in the pinned tweet at, uh, at, at, <laughs> it says at and then at, I'm getting all messed up, <laughs> um, at H Styles Tour 94 and have the potential to be chosen to log into the account the day of your show and share your Harry Live experience. This application is still open to anyone attending the 2018 tour. Um, you can find Shelly on Twitter at Shelly Ann. 1817 that's s-h-e-l-l-e-y-a-n-n 1817 and at h styles tour 94 and on the snapchat which is h styles tour if you have any questions i can't wait to work together to bring the tour to you all please follow and spread the word about the snapchat so it can reach as many wonderful fans as possible thank you all shelly um so yeah you can go follow that snapchat and like there's a person who will post um like the pictures of the merch and you know videos from harry's show and then as she said on the off days there's often like little quizzes and like fun little harry activities that you can just sort of like look at and participate in and stuff which are fun so yeah it's such a fun thing to have i follow that account on my snapchat and it's i like all of her little quizzes and like yeah it's a great way to like add some harry into every social media site you use yes because who doesn't need that 
Um, so yeah, thanks Shelly for doing that. That's a really awesome thing. And I encourage everyone to go follow H Styles Tour on Snapchat and then H Styles Tour 94 on Twitter if you're interested in becoming one of the people to snap Harry's shows. Um, and then on Patreon this week, patreon.com slash talk direction. First of all, I put up a really fun video that I did and it was me styling all of Harry Mer Harry's merch that I have. Um, that video like, was so fun. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, I did it like fast forward style. So like, I'm like changing in and out of outfits and like, it's all sped up. But like, as I was filming, I was listening to Harry's album. So it's like me dancing around, like looking like an idiot, but also like, <laughs> and I put like medicine and Anna in the background because like, I don't think you can do Harry's other music because it's copyrighted, but I don't know if they like medicine and Anna, I don't know how they would do that. So I just stuck those in the background and it hasn't been like, that's a good point. Yeah, they must not be able to because they're they have to have those that like music in their, you know, system. Somehow. Yeah, exactly. So I just put those ones and I had a really fun time filming it. So if you want to see how I style like Harry's t shirts for his merch and then I have the pink sweatshirt as well. Um, you can go check that out. I think that's that video is on the two fifty level, so it's only two fifty a month for that one. Um and then uh, Luci and I are going to be doing a talk direction down low over there. We're going to be talking about Louis' tour and like predictions and stuff for that. And then a whole bunch of LGBTQ plus stuff and like the 1D fandom. And um, just Lucia has a whole bunch of like awesome questions that she's put together. Um, and we're going to talk oh, about feminism you. and queerness. And I feel like this episode is going to be super queer anyway, just because we're talking yes. about medicine. Yes. Um, we didn't say that yet, but that's what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, that the conversation, yeah, surprise, um, <laughs> that conversation is going to be like continued on on the Patreon. So if you're interested in that, go check it out on patreon.com slash talk direction. All right, now on to our back to you segment. I just keep on coming back to you. Uh, where you guys can get involved. You can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and message us over there at talk underscore direction or on our Tumblr, which is talkdirection.tumblr.com. Um, and recently I was on the, not recently, like uh, an hour ago. That's how recently it was. I was on the Talk Direction Twitter and there was a whole bunch of requests, which I thought we just like, they got sent to like the actual... Um, like messages because I thought that's how we had the settings but there were so many different requests from people like messaging that I never saw oh. any of them and a ton from January because I guess <gasps> I I put out like um, who wants the um, like mp3s and a ton of people responded and I didn't see any of them oh no so to everyone who like asked for the mp3s I've now put them up so I'm sure you all have them but so many people asked me in January <laughs> I didn't see any of them and, <laughs> yeah so sorry about that um I'm gonna have to like make it so that they don't go in into requests because I never got any notifications about that which was really frustrating um, but yeah, so you can message us in a whole bunch of ways. And um, this one comes from Aaron, who emailed us at talkdirection at gmail.com. So I'm going to read this email from Aaron. Aaron says, hello, my name is Aaron and I started listening to Talk Direction a few months ago and have been wanting to write in for a while. I started listening to the episodes in reverse order and recently got to the episodes that are from about a year ago when you were talking about what Harry's album could possibly be like and making different predictions. I was so excited for you and the fandom to know how lovely it is that we now have the album in Harry's tour and all the great things that come along with that. Some of your predictions were pretty accurate too. 
I wish I wrote down some of the things you said. We've come so far as Harry stands. It would be entertaining if you did an episode where you look back at the, on the past discussions slash episodes about wondering about the boys going solo, predicting songs, etc. That would probably be a lot of editing, though, too. <laughs> um, I don't... I, I, I love that you have had guests on recently, too, because it's always great to hear the opinions and thoughts of other fans. I also just wanted to say thank you for all the hard work that you put into making the podcast. I'm 23 and become became a fan of One Direction in December 2015, right at the start of the hiatus. Heartbreaking. I think it's my curse in life that I have never seen One Direction live together and will forever Aww. be waiting for the day that it may be possible again. While a few of my friends like 1D, no one is an intense fan like I am, and it is honestly so nice to listen to Talk Direction and feel connected to the fandom and have people that relate to all of the things that I'm obsessing over too. Being what someone, some consider an older fan, it feels great to feel connected to fans my age and of all, the, and all ages for that matter. And I love, love, love that One Direction has such a wide variety of fans. It is inspiring to see that you took something that you are passionate about and made something wonderful, this podcast, from it that you can share with the world. You are amazing. I decided to start listening to episodes from the beginning now and I am loving it just the same. I also joined Patreon, so I have TDDL to catch up on too. Woo! Um, it's so exciting to have so much 1D content to keep me entertained. Of course, I always listen to the new episodes immediately to keep up with your thoughts and discussions on everything going on for the fandom right now. Thank you for making Talk Direction and for being my go-to friend to discuss 1D, Harry, Niall, Liam, Louie with. All the love, Aaron. Aaron, this was so Cute. nice. I love this email so much. You're yeah. like so kind in it, first of all. Like you're so lovely. You said so many nice things. Um, but also I feel like so much of what you said is like really relatable with like, you know, we were talking even earlier about just like the age thing. I know. I When I heard that, I was like, that's so funny because she was 23 and she thinks of herself as an older fan. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but like that's because like everyone's like, oh, you're all like teenagers, you're all teenagers. Yeah, and, like no, I feel we're like not. That's how everyone feels like we all feel like we're older fans. Yeah, because <laughs> like, with this podcast, like I, I mean, I don't know all of our listeners, but like I know a lot of our listeners are. It's probably it's a very small amount compared to like how many we have, but like over on Twitter, like I know a lot, and maybe one of them is a teenager. Like, maybe yeah. one or two is a teenager out of, like, all the other people. Everyone else is older that I know. So, yeah, I feel like we need to, um, like, make a new idea of how old we all are. Definitely. Um, also, I feel fan. so sad for anyone who has not seen One Direction live. I know. Like, that is just heartbreaking. One of my best friends is, like, a super One Direction fan now. Mm-hmm. But they, like, weren't a fan when One Direction was touring. And so they've yeah. never seen them live. And it's Aww, just, like, so sad. so sad. Yeah, that's really tough. Um, and, like, I mean, hopefully they'll come back and tour. But it's so, you just don't know when, you know? Yeah. Um, I also love that, Erin, you've listened to, like, our, you're listening to all the older episodes and stuff. Like, if you ever want to send us stuff on Twitter, like, keep sending it to us. Because it is really enjoyable to hear, like what we used to talk about I definitely want to do like a reflection episode where I like insert clips of like what we predicted the boys solo would be and then what they are yes especially because like the one year anniversary of Harry's album is coming up so like there's a lot to reflect on there as well yeah um yeah so what like uh sign of the times came out tomorrow that's one year tomorrow so it came out oh really yeah so oh my god it feels like Harry like Harry's solo career has been going on for more than a year. I know. I feel that way too. 
because he's just done so much like yeah just because his tour was so immediate you know like he's yeah done a world tour already and he's on the second leg of it and we, we have really the album yeah we really thought that we weren't gonna see him for like five years i know <laughs> and i was thinking about it i know i do this all the time but this is like the most entertaining to me is to like try to figure out when things are happening uh-huh like, so like he ends his tour early july Right. So that means August. I mean, he has the rest of July. It ends like the seventh or something. So he has like July. I'm going on July 11th. So oh, okay. Hopefully it ends. It's like right July. around there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like July, August, September, October. That's like a lot of months. Plus, who yeah. knows what he's been working on as he's been touring, or like during like January, February, March before he started touring. I'm like, right. I think we could potentially get an album in November, and that would be you a think? perfect. I like that's a great month month to release. Like you get oh those God. Christmas sales, and he just is like a busy bee. Just because I keep going, we can't like underestimate him. You know, like he yeah, that's true. he got his album out so fast before. That, yeah, like, that's true. There's potential that we could get a November release, and I'm here for it. I think maybe to keep my hopes down, I've I've been thinking in my head like, oh, it'll be a few years before I really. (laughs) Yeah, I know that's what like that's what I would initially think too, but I keep going no, but he released it so fast before. Why can't he do the same thing now? I mean, obviously he's been touring, so it's different, but he still has had time off, and One Direction always recorded on the road, so there's no saying that Harry's not either. Um, right. And I feel like because they had years in One Direction where they were also working on their own writing. Yeah. Like, it's like they probably have, like, a backlog of songs that they either want to put on an album or, like, song ideas mm-hmm. or songs that they can take from. Like, it's not like he's been, like, writing and putting out his own albums for years. Like, yeah. he's had years to sort of collect Yeah. Like, there could stuff. be more songs that he, like, pulls from, you know, when he, like, took two ghosts. From a long yeah. time ago, so yeah, you never know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you, Aaron, for writing in, and um, I'm still getting to some of the other emails that people sent in. I think we still have a couple more, um, but yeah, we're spreading them out, doing about one an episode, and I think we're almost all cut up on the emails. But yeah, send us send us some emails because we love reading them. All right, so now moving into our main discussion, and that will be a medicine discussion. Woohoo! <laughs> Very exciting. Um, I talked a lot about medicine on the last episode, which was like over two weeks ago now. We haven't had an episode in two weeks, but that's because I got like very sick. And Aww. then, like, I was like, uh, Lucy and I didn't know which day we were going to record. And I was like, eh, another episode. Like, I don't know how. Let's just wait till we record this one. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but if you're on Patreon, then you get you still get content over there, but um, not not the regular episodes. But that's okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, we talked. Kesha and I talked a lot about medicine, um, and I might repeat stuff that I said, but I think that's okay, just because I want to like make sure we put everything in this episode too, because there's so much to discuss. Um, but yeah, this is yeah. Like our official in-depth um medicine discussion where we're talking about it all there's like so much to discuss when I was listening to your episode with Kesha like Mm -hmm. I thought like oh it'd be fun to do a song discussion about this song when I come on but then I was like oh but like they already talked about it so much and then as I was like thinking about it and making notes I was like oh like we can talk about this song for hours yeah and like now you're here so it's like a whole new perspective 
Um, yeah. I'm sure you'll have, like, many new things to talk about as well. It's like, so why did you decide that this was the one you wanted to talk about? Because I know, like, usually when I have guests on, I'm like, choose whatever song you want. And then we sort of were, I mean, we talked about talking about a lot of things, but then we, we yeah. eventually ended up with this one. <laughs> yeah. So originally, I think I was wanted to come on to talk about Meet Me in the Hallway, because that's, like, my favorite song off Harry's mm-hmm. album. But then I, so I heard this song. I, like, listened to this song in Anna really briefly, and the audio quality was kind of bad. And I was like, I'm not going to listen to them. I'm going to wait to, like, my concert. Like, I don't want to, mm-hmm. like, listen to a bad version. And like, You're going to wait it. all the way until, what, June, July? I, I you know, I overestimate myself uh-huh. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but then I saw people talking about it on Twitter, and I saw some of the lyrics and, like, people talking about it being queer. And I was like, what? So, <laughs> <laughs> so I had to listen to it. Right. Um, and then I think the reason I want to talk about it is, like, I mean, it's definitely, like, a queer song, and so, and I'm a queer person, so mm-hmm. that was, like, the thing that drew me to it, because that's yeah. not a common thing, and it's definitely a new thing for Harry lyrically um, yeah. to sing about that kind of stuff, and then I also just think it's, like, a new song, and so it's, like, new and exciting, um, mm-hmm. and it's, like, very sexy, so that's exciting, too, and, like, yes. it's just a fun song, I thought it'd be fun to talk about it, because... Yeah, all those things. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like you hit on, like, so many points. Like, the queerness, the sexiness, the just it being a general song that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that it was new. Like, there's so many... It makes it such an exciting song to talk about. Um, so I'm glad yeah. you wanted to do this one. Because I feel like this one, too, it's good to have someone else on. Um, For because sure. Because there's, like, so much to talk about it with it. And, like, even when I was doing it with Kesha, like, I had to go back and insert so many clips. Because, like, I didn't remember That was so funny. <laughs> Oh my god, you have so much to say. I know, it was so bad. And I was like, this is gonna sound like like a Frankenstein-esque, like, patched-together episode, but I don't really care. Um, It made it, it made it unique. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, do I try harder to make this sound seamless, or no? And I was like, no, we're just going with this. Um, Yeah. So, Medicine was one of the first songs that Harry wrote for his album when he said that on stage, I believe. um, Yeah. This was one of the first ones he wrote when he was, like, starting to write for his album, which is cool and interesting. And I know Kiwi was one of the first ones, too, Mm -hmm. um, which I feel like that makes sense because I think there are a lot of similarities there. Yeah. Um, I feel like it makes sense that those are the first two, or, like, one of the first two, because in One Direction, like, they had to be a little careful about, like, and so it makes sense that, like, after One Direction, he would immediately, like, want to, like, write songs that were more explicit, because it's, like, what he probably couldn't do in One Direction for a while. Yeah, exactly, and it was, like, he could just, like be himself completely and he I know he said like he didn't want to like listen to anyone else telling him what he could and could not write about right I feel like you can feel that a lot in this song and like in Kiwi it's just yeah but at the same time oh my gosh I feel like we'll get to this later I'm gonna wait (laughs) (laughs) what a tease okay (laughs) I know there's gonna be so many moments like that where I'm like oh I'll put this later but um Okay. Oh, I asked you about his tour here. For his new tour, I mm-hmm. um I haven't like watched the whole things. Like I haven't been religiously watching them. Yeah. But I've definitely watched clips. I've watched mm-hmm. all of the medicine performances. <laughs> um and I've like watched a lot of clips and stuff. Um yeah. I think my favorite thing aside from this song, um, is the fact that he's talking 
so much more and interacting with the audience so much mm-hmm. more than he did on his first tour. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've watched a couple of videos where he's like having like long dialogue with the fans and like it's yeah. really funny and like I, I love seeing that. Yeah, I like like looking at the different quotes. Sometimes though it's so, so annoying when you can see the quote but like there's no video and you're like where's the video of this? Like I need to see the video. I know. <laughs> so <laughs> frustrating. Yeah, and I also love, um, I forget what venue it was or maybe it's been multiple ones but they did like a like a fan project with like rainbow pieces of paper yeah. and I love seeing that like in a stadium because it's just so vast and mm-hmm. yeah cool. I think it's been a couple of them I hope like it continues for different ones and then like one of them was like everyone brought flowers or like someone handed yeah out flowers, I saw the one where they cool. all threw roses at him yeah there's a lot That's of different cute. fun things I love how it's like all fandom driven too yeah those things so it's like it takes one person but then it makes like an amazing thing yeah it's so nice because that was such a cool thing about the one direction fandom is like how involved and like Mm -hmm. organized we all were and it's like so nice that even though one direction is over like we haven't lost that yeah especially because like i think a lot of people who go to one direction or harry concerts it's it's very much a lot of people in the fandom versus like other artists where you probably just get a lot of people who like the music but it's not Mm -hmm. so like fandom oriented so like yes I I don't I don't know necessarily have an example but like it might not be people who are all part of this like inner fandom thing where you're all gonna like know to hold up whatever but a lot of times everyone who shows up to like a One Direction concert or a Harry concert you're either on Twitter and aware of what's happening or you understand it like you're very in Mm -hmm. the know of these things yeah that was such a special thing about his first tour too because it was so freaking hard to get tickets to that show and so there was no one there who wasn't like a die hard fan yeah (laughs) because it was so hard like you had to be on it and like know what's happening and so that ended up like making a really special environment and I feel like it's similar to the stadiums like obviously like there's tickets available for all of his shows still like not great seats but I think Mm -hmm. it's still similar like the the good seats probably are filled up by because yeah, he has such a, a large fan base sort of, you know, built in from the One Direction yeah. days. Yeah. And it's so much nicer going to a concert and, like, being surrounded by a lot of, like, people who are on your level of fandom. Yeah. Like, you relate to them more. And you're not just, like, like sit at, sit, sat next to people who are all sitting and then you're, like, one person, like, up standing dancing and then, like, everyone else yeah. is sitting. <laughs> and you're like, oh. That's the worst. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think everyone still is pretty big fan at this point. Yeah. Um, it'll probably change if we get to bigger stadiums, but I don't know. Like, even with One Direction, though, there was still a lot of... But I think with One Direction, there was also, like, younger people who are coming with parents who might not have been, like, in the yeah. fandom, fandom. That's true. And I also think because Harry's fan... fan uh, fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> his fans are older than mm-hmm. One Direction's fans. Yeah. I mean, because, like, One Direction's fans, like, grew, you know, grew up with them. Right. So yeah. I feel like with One Direction days, like, yeah, it was a lot of, like, chaperones coming to the concert. Mm-hmm. But with Harry, it's, like, there's not yeah, really there's that, not that many. many. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, like, when I went to Niall's concert, I did see a number of chaperones, unless they were, like, dads who are equally into it. But, like, yeah. I, was, I was stood next <laughs> to, like, this dad, and, like, I kept hitting him with, like, my hips Aww. as I was dancing. But I was, like... I'm here for Niall. You're here to watch your daughter. So, like, why don't you go over to the side? Because, like, I'm going to keep bumping you. I feel like Niall's music is dad music, though. Yeah, true, true. I can see him drawing in the dads to his concerts. Um, But, yeah, I think, like, Harry's 
the average age is a lot older. I'm gonna, like, look at the next couple concerts I go to for Harry and, like, see how young the people look. Yeah. I, oh I my really God. think it's a lot more older people. There was one group of girls at the Harry concert I went to. I was stood in line behind them, and mm-hmm. we were talking, and they were asking how old I was, and I was, like, jokingly being like, oh, I'm, like, really old. And they uh-huh. were like, oh, my God, how old are you? What, are you 25? And I was like, <laughs> uh, no. And they were like, oh, 26? I was like, oh no, they're like, 27? And I was like, I'm 28. And they were like, and then they, like, stopped talking to me. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so mean. That's but, like, so f- everyone else was really nice. Yeah, I feel like that's, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I feel like that's not, like, maybe, I feel like they're probably the outlier. Like, when I was... I think they were. Like, when I was waiting for Harry's um, tour, I was uh, in line with, like, girls who were, like, 16. They were so nice, and I loved them. Um yeah. But I thought they were some of the younger people there. Like, 16 was pretty young. I think most of us were older. At least waiting in line. I think that makes sense, too, because, like, you know, really young people are not going to, like, not going to be allowed to go camp out unless they have a parent. But, right, yeah. Yeah, but the people I was standing next to in the venue were, like, not... They were really nice. And they were were also not that young. The one... The person I was next to was that woman and her kid, and then there was another woman who was like in her late 20s and she actually mm-hmm. only became a fan of Harry after One Direction like she she was never into One Direction and then she like heard his music and was like totally into it that's and so she, like, awesome yeah and she came by herself all the way from like Fresno or something and I feel like a lot of people there came like went by themselves because you had to because you couldn't yeah, get tickets <laughs> exactly <laughs> which was also like added to the community all for yourself yeah, yeah very true it's like if you were going to try to go for two tickets like that was a risky game it's easier to get a one ticket than get two tickets oh my god getting those tickets was like the most stressful event of my life so <laughs> <laughs> me and my friend we like we literally took off work that morning so that oh we could sit at our computers so we both had a computer open we both had our phones open and then I had another friend who like lives in a different state who's doing the same thing and like one of us decided go for two and then mm-hmm. I lucked out because I got a floor ticket and Dang. another ticket, but they weren't obviously together, but yeah. oh my god, that was so stressful. Yeah, it really was. And now at least we probably won't have to like be that I mean, you're still gonna wanna get it like right away because of like better seating. But at least if yeah. you are not able to get it, there's still potential of like getting seats. Even now though, like the venue, like the O2 if you go on, they've released more floor seating. And, really? like, I'm very tempted to get it to the first show, but I don't know if I should just, like, hold Ooh. out and see if I can get a pit ticket. Because um, I'm, I'm actually going to Harry tomorrow, which I kind of, like, didn't Wait, even tomorrow? Realize. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. I, like, I really, like, didn't even realize it was happening so fast. So you're going to um, see medicine tomorrow. I know. I was like, oh, damn. Like, maybe I should have waited until after, like, seeing it live. But it doesn't matter. I can give a recap of it on the next episode. Yes. Um, but what was I going to say? Um, yeah, I'm going to like go tomorrow and I have a B ticket, which it might literally be right next. Like I might be right next to where Harry's walking, which like I haven't fully, Are you serious? Like, thought about. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, Cause it's like the innermost seat, I believe. Again, <gasps> it's very hard to tell. So we'll see oh, what happens exciting. with that. I know. Um, but yeah, so I have that. So I'm going to see how well I like that and whether it's, like, worth it to wait for a pit or just get, like, a block, like, A or B again um, because they're, like, yeah. cheap right now. Um, 
Like, they're the venue yeah. selling them, not just, like, sellers that are upselling them, so. Right. I know when we first bought tickets to the um, to the show this July, we, like, bought, we so I bought two tickets, and then another friend of mine bought two tickets, and then another friend got four, and there's mm-hmm. only four of us going. Mm-hmm. So, um, we, like, were planning to sell the other four tickets that we bought, but, like, we yeah. haven't been able to sell them. Really? Yeah. I think Dang. it's because... Yeah, I don't know why, but I think it's just because there's maybe I, we're hoping that when we get closer to the date, they'll sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Wait. So what? What? What seats are they that you're trying to sell? So I don't remember. I can look it up, but they're um, section. Oh yeah, it's section one thirteen. Okay. Yeah. So it's not on the floor, but it's also it's still not, pretty good. It's still pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I we're think gonna... sometimes the one hundreds are better than on the floor too. That's why, like, yeah. I want to see like what what will be the best because if I'm on the floor but it'll be pretty far back it's like will that be a good view should I wait for pit or should I get like one of the 100s that's like more on the side but closer to the like stage right. those can be really good yeah it's section 113 row 25 and then seats okay. three and four and it's at the sap center in San Jose if anyone wants to buy them <laughs> well yeah hit Lucia up <laughs> wait what's your twitter um my twitter is I have to look it up because I don't use Twitter except to talk to you. <laughs> my, Twitter, um. my Twitter is at Lucia Oberste, and I have an annoyingly hard name to spell, but it's L-U-C-I-A-O-B-E-R-S-T-E. All right, so you can go hit her up on Twitter. We'll see if she responds because apparently she only uses it for me. <laughs> um, if you want those tickets, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I, like, need to figure out, like, my whole plan for tomorrow <laughs> as well. Because I'm sleeping yeah. over um, at someone else's house as well, one of our listeners, who's oh, been nice. very lovely to me. Um, so I need to, like, bring stuff and pack and, like, be prepared for that. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. So. I'm so jealous. I know. I'm very excited. So exciting. It's not It's not hit home yet. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, okay. Let's move on. Um, so let's get the listener opinions on medicine. Um, are you good at like reading things or do you want me to just read them all? I can give it a try. Okay, cool. (laughs) Um, all right. So I'll go with the first one, which comes from Carrie, who says the way he smiles with a knowing smirk, um, particularly after the line of dream of how you tasted, he is being a sassy, teasing, hinting little shh. And (laughs) that smile says that he knows what he's doing to us. It sends exciting little ripples through anyone breathing me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do you want to read the next one? Yes. So Stephanie says, agree with all of the above requeerness and sound. I also feel like where Kiwi is mostly pure fun, medicine is fun and feels kind of intimate, yet still insanely sexy. And whether it's a song that's personal to him or not, it feels more personal than a song about a woman in a bar. I also really enjoy how he sounds on the treat you like a gentleman line, just the way he says gentleman. There's even potential for a certain ambiguity in the way he uses gentleman. Does it refer to him as in the more frequent slash regular use of the phrase, I guess, or to the other person? Is it even a person? I basically, (laughs) I basically just had a lot of thoughts. So yeah. I love that. Is it even a person or is it an emotion is like a thing now, like that we always throw out. I know he's going to follow out. him forever. Yeah, I love it. It's so great. There's so many great uses for it. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, I loved all what Stephanie said. Um, okay, so Martha then said, 
It is the kind of rock song I always expected from Harry. Kiwi almost goes too hard and only Angel has all the cliches. Medicine has the lyrics and sound. Though I do love Anna more because it's everything Carolina wishes it was. Oh, Martha, I feel wow. like you hit so many things. I love your comment here. I need to have you on for an Anna discussion because I feel like no one appreciates Anna as much as like Martha and me. Yeah, so. I love Anna, but it's the kind of song that I'm like, I'm not going to, like, try and listen to it, Mm -hmm. like, as much. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Um, So, you want to read the next one? Yeah. So, um, is it Kata? I don't know. Please send us your pronunciation, guys, if you, like, want us to get it right. Um, We'll try our hardest, but if you, um, like, you know, you can always send us it (laughs) as well. (laughs) We we try. Yeah. So, Kata says all of the above. The sound was new but familiar, and the guitars were just so alluring. Then, it's a new song we've been kind of waiting for. Big part of it were, and are, the lyrics. Having to figure them out and trying to listen as closely as possible is fun, and mystery is always great. I think a big part is also the queerness. I love every bit of representation the LGBTQ plus community gets, and a song by Harry Styles is just a big fat yes. Seeing his confidence grow while singing the Boys and the Girls line during the first few shows was so amazing to see. Similar to his reactions of the crowd screaming tasted and ride it during the pauses. <laughs> it's a major bop that helped the fans and Harry to purely have fun, be themselves, feel safe, and open up. And then they say, sorry for my weird English at the moment. I'm about to fall asleep. But I don't think it was weird at all. No, it wasn't weird. <laughs> I love that when, like, I, I assume that means English isn't uh, their first language. Yeah. Um, but I like everyone is so good at English and yeah. I can't even speak any other language. So do not. I know. I'm, I'm sorry about my weird English. All <laughs> no. Same. Um, okay. And then uh, the next one comes from Smarty Shorty who says, I honestly like that it's sexy without being trashy like so many songs these days. It's such a great throwback <laughs> to classic rock songs that did the same. But the added layer of boys being involved makes it unique. It's definitely a sign of a, of Harry comfortable in his own skin. I love that. Sexy without being trashy. Like, so many yeah. songs these days. <laughs> Agreed. I also like that they wrote, it's definitely a sign of a Harry comfortable in his own skin. I don't know if that's a typo or not, but it's really oh, cute. Oh, yeah. I, I messed up reading that. Yeah, that's, that's good. I like how that's phrased, too. Okay, and then the last one. Yes. The last one is from Jixa. And it says, queerness and visuals, hands down. And it's an MF banger. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I agree with everything everyone said. You guys all hit the nail on the head. Yes, me too. Um, Okay, so there are so many things to discuss with this song. Um, Okay, first one. I just wrote a whole bunch of questions. My ordering is not going to be great, but we'll just go with it. Um, (laughs) The first question I wrote was, why didn't Medicine make it onto Harry's album? And, like, should it have been? Okay. Do you want me to answer first? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I think that it could have been that they already had enough, like, rockier songs, and they Mm -hmm. thought that it would be too much because, like, then it would be uncohesive to have, like, a ton of rocky songs and then only a few more, like, acoustic-y songs. Mm -hmm. But my hunch is that they just weren't ready to release something that was so explicitly sexual and even Mm -hmm. more so explicitly queer. And I think that they were able, I'm saying they, meaning like Harry's team. I don't know who makes the decisions. Maybe it's just him. But I'm saying they to mean like whoever is, you know, on his team. (laughs) They, Um, the ominous they. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I think like they wanted to test the waters with like Kiwi, Only Angel, and Carolina. 
that were sort of more explicit. And then with Girl Crush, that has some like queer undertones to it. And I mm-hmm. think that they were able to like see how those were received on tour. Um, and like the rainbow flag stuff he's doing, I think, I think that maybe they were like worried about releasing medicine. They might have some like backlash or people wouldn't receive it well. And I feel like, um, you know, doing those other things first was sort of testing the waters a bit. Mm. Yeah, I think in like a similar vein, just like personally to Harry too, we've seen the reaction that medicine got a lot from like the media. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was like very like labeling Harry and focusing on like his sexuality and like dissecting him in that way, which like has been right. something that he's dealt with like the entire time he's been alive. No, not not alive, but, like in one D. Like he's had to he's had to deal with all he that. He was born. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like the media is just like really not cool when they do stuff yeah. like that. And it's like maybe like he didn't necessarily want that to be the focus like for people to dissect his album when it's like he's putting out his first I mean dissect his sexuality when he's putting out like yeah album where it's like can you not for like one second yeah that's a good point because because yeah I think it would make it a little bit it would have been a different yeah situation yeah it would have been less focused on although they found a way to not focus oh. on the music with his first album. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they always do. They always do. Um, but yeah, or, and also like what you said about like, you know, there, they are, there was already Kiwi and Only Angel and Medicine sort of is similar to that. Um, mm-hmm. and... Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I wasn't, I didn't really, didn't really oh. have anything to say. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to say that I feel like Kiwi, Only Angel and Carolina all have a very similar vibe. Mm. Um, and I don't know how to describe it, like, but they definitely have a very similar vibe as far as, like, the instruments and the music. And I think yeah. medicine doesn't actually fit in with them. Um, really? Yeah, I mean, I think it fits in that it's, like, a similar genre, but there's a certain quality about the songs on his album that are... It's just different. Like, medicine, to me, sounds like a classic rock song. Mm-hmm. Like, it could be, like, a Def Leppard song. Right. <laughs> and Keely, Only Angel, and Carolina don't sound like they... Like, they're more... Um, I wish that I like knew more about like music history and I could yeah. be more clear, but I, they have like a little bit of a different sound, but I also wonder if they did put medicine on the album, if they could make it sound similar with like production, because it's mm. very possible that like the reason that Kiwi Only Angel and Carolina have a similar vibe is because of like the production. Yeah. Um, when they were I wonder how stuff. it would be if we did get a studio version versus like the live version could be very different. <laughs> Yeah, and typically I'm, like, nervous. Like, I always prefer live versions. But mm-hmm. um, with Harry's album, for the rockier songs, I don't f- see a difference, too much of a yeah. difference. With some of the more acoustic songs, like, I definitely prefer them live. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the songs I don't, like, the rockier songs, I don't notice a difference. And then songs like Meet Me in the Hallway, I prefer the studio version, yeah. which was surprising to me. Because you get all me. that, like, like, fullness of it, the studio version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that maybe, well, we can save that if we ever talk about Meet Me in the Hallway. Oh, we will. <laughs> I was just going to go into a whole thing about Meet Me in the Hallway. And I was like, stay focused, Lucia. <laughs> focus, focus. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm already trying to tell myself with yeah. <laughs> this podcast. Um, okay, wait, what were you saying? Were you saying anything else? Or um, no, I think that was all of Okay, so things. then... Um, 
what songs oh we kind of already talked about that about like what songs it sounds most like on I said the pink album <laughs> yeah I feel like I think what needs to happen is we need to have him release more albums before yeah. that's gonna stick because what if all of his albums are pink like oh it's only God. gonna be the pink album when we can see it versus yeah. other albums no he can't know? do every album pink that way he needs a new <laughs> he needs a new aesthetic because like right now we're just like oh harry's album but next right. time we're gonna have to be like oh his first album his second or we'll just be like the pink the yeah blue, the purple the blue yeah. <laughs> the purple <laughs> yeah i think it'll stick once we have another album yeah i think so too um but yeah we sort of said like it's kind of more rocky i mean i wouldn't say mm-hmm. it sounds most like from the dining table <laughs> like, no <laughs> and like themes are similar to kiwi like that sort yes. of sexiness and like only angel mm-hmm. um carolina i feel like carolina and anna i think as martha said anna is what carolina wished it was <laughs> <laughs> like there's like i could see why anna and carolina are not on the same album because they are yes. so similar with like the both the name and the themes are the same yeah um but yeah um okay where was i um do you, where do you think it would have fit on his album like if you had to place it i need to get his so album i was up <laughs> Yeah, so I was thinking it might, it would be weird. So um, Kiwi and Only Angel are right next to each other. And I feel like yeah. it would be, if Medicine, Kiwi, and Only Angel are all in a row, it would be like too much of the same thing, mm-hmm. like too condensed. So I feel like if I had to put on the album, I would maybe put it, I would move, I would switch Woman and Ever Since New York and then put Medicine in between. Ooh. Because then it would be Woman, Medicine, and then Ever Since New York, and then From the Dining Table. Mm-hmm. I feel like having it um, after Ever Since New York would be too jarring because then it would be mm-hmm. like a quiet song and then medicine and then from the dining table. Yeah. And I feel like actually like women then going into medicine, there is mm-hmm. a similar sound of like the quiet beginning of medicine before it gets into the sort of the rockier chorus. Like the yeah. sort of like da 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 da. Like it's, it kind of reminds you like that sort of sultry that woman has as well yes that's totally true yeah um i could see it there or like maybe even like after meet me in the hallway (laughs) by carolina (laughs) like maybe i don't know because like carolina but then carolina is framed by like two slower songs so yeah that transition would be but yeah i like what you said (laughs) yeah it is an interesting album as far as like when you actually go into how the songs are organized and how they're quite different from each other yeah. Have we done an episode like that? I feel like we've probably done I something. I feel like you have, but I couldn't remember it while I was Yeah. Uh, I don't thinking. Know. Too many episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, would things have been different if this was on the album? Like, I, I guess I'm thinking about, like, how, like, certain songs stand out. For example, mm-hmm. Kiwi has become, like, especially during the live concerts, has become, yeah. like, the song... But I, but now we see medicine be sort of taking over that role a bit. Um, yeah. But like, what would have happened if they had both come out at once? You know. Yeah, I really can't say. Like, I just don't know because I've heard Kiwi for so long, and so for me now, medicine seems more exciting. But I, yeah. but that's just because it's new. And I think we yeah. talked about this on Twitter a little bit, where like a lot of maybe not a lot of listeners, but there was one other person who sort of mentioned that, that like, if they if they had come out at the same time, you know, things might be different. But I don't know in what way I feel like Kiwi is very fun in its own way. Like Mm -hmm. the lyrics are really special and unique. Like she goes home to a cactus in a black dress. 
and mm-hmm. the hard candy dripping on me till my feet are wet. Like yeah. those are really unique, weird lyrics. And, and I'm it's having like, your baby. <laughs> yes. Kiwi is kind of like weird and wild and fun, whereas medicine yeah. is more like direct and very mm-hmm. like sexy and like edgy. So I feel like while they both have a similar vibe, like they're also quite different because like Kiwi is mm-hmm. more like fun and crazy and weird and medicine is more like very direct and sort yeah. of sexy and edgy. So yeah. I think they would both have a place on the same album, but I do mm-hmm. wonder if medicine had been on the first album, if Kiwi would not have gotten its That's time in the attention. sun. Yeah. yeah. Do you wish, like, are you glad it's come out later? Or would you have rather had it be on the album? You know, I am glad because it's nice to, like, get it now. Like, yeah. like I feel like uh, if we didn't have, like, it's just nice to get something exciting now. Like, it's nice yeah. that it's sort of spaced out. Um, exactly. We don't have to wait until November when Harry drops exactly. his second album. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if he does. Yeah, um, and I feel like if, if I had been more disappointed in Harry's album than I would maybe wish that it was on it but Mm -hmm. even though it was only a 10 song album there was so much to like think about and yeah like pick apart and like listen to that like I didn't feel like I was missing anything Mm -hmm. yeah I agree I'm glad it came out now yeah like it's nicer just to have something now that we get you know something special Mm -hmm. um but we still need those other ones. Give me Complicated Freak. Give me Baby Honey. Oh, my God. I really want both of those songs. Baby Honey, yeah. I'm excited about because I just love that, that phrase. It's so cute. And then Complicated Freak, I want because I'm like, what is this song <laughs> about, Harold? <laughs> I know. It's going to be a mix between, like, Kiwi and, and Medicine. Yeah. It's just, like, <laughs> it's just something very interesting, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, do you feel like if you if Medicine and Kiwi were both on the Harry album, do you feel like the Harry album, the first album, <laughs> <laughs> would you like like one over the other? I don't know. I mean, like it. I mean, I love. I think Medicine has. I think there's some things about Kiwi that, like lyrically, I didn't like like the whole uh like it's like she paid for it thing like yeah that part I didn't like Mm -hmm. Um, we like talked about that when we did the kiwi episode yeah um that episode was so funny because you guys were like we're gonna talk about our favorite song and then you were like and this is stupid and this is bad I know (laughs) that was so funny like I was like oh this will be great we'll be so positive about it and then we just (laughs) tore it apart it's so hard though (laughs) yeah it's like you can love things but you also like you have to have a critical eye totally um so I think this one although there are things with like alcohol and drug comparisons that I'm still not like fully like chill with but like on kiwi or medicine on medicine Mm -hmm. um but like I I think this one like is better like in terms of that type of thing so and yeah. also because it's queer, I think it would have been a standout right. um, in in that way. Um, but, mm-hmm. like, again, Kiwi wasn't, like, my favorite song on Harry's album, but it's just become such a great live song. Yeah. Um, like, my favorite song was Sweet Creature and Song yeah. of the Time, sort of, like, yeah. both of them. Yeah. Um, but I love Woman as well. I feel like that's... Really? It's, like, more love. We haven't done a woman discussion. And every I time love... I listen to it, I'm just like, I love this. <laughs> I love Woman, but I can't get over those dang duck noises. <laughs> Like, it's, it's the best ruined, part. It's ruined for me. <laughs> <laughs> I still oh. listen to it, but every time I hear that duck, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> the duck. Yeah. I just, like, curse whoever pointed that out because I didn't notice it until someone had pointed it out. 
yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't it Harry's stepdad, Robin? I think it was, who's like, yeah. this is a duck. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so funny. Um, but yeah, I feel like I don't know. I mean, this could have been up there for maybe one of my favorite songs. Now it's so different though, because you're like, you've had Harry's whole album. Now it's this like new shiny brand new song. Right. So it's like hard to be like to compare it to old songs that you've it had. Is, First of yeah. all, that you have experience with and love, but also like this one's new. So there's like a lot of different layers. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I was like, oh, like in a year from now, we'll have to compare because then we'll have, mm-hmm. you know, but we might not even have the studio version. So that in that way, it'll still be difficult because it's right. like a very different way of listening to the songs. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, where are we? Um, okay. So like we've sort of talked a lot about this, but like why are people obsessing so much about this song? Versus, like, Anna, which is also released, and there's not as much attention there. Mm-hmm. Why is, like, more of the attention gone onto medicine? So, I think... So, I love Anna, but it sounds like songs I've heard before. So, mm-hmm. it sounds... I feel like other people have mentioned that it sounds like Paul Simon. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I, I love it. It's a great song, but it just... I've heard other songs that sound like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have not heard other songs that sound like medicine, Um, so I think the uniqueness and like difference of medicine and the fact that it's like queer and like has like sexy lyrics is what has made it like surpass Anna. So even though Anna is like a great song, like it can't compete with, um, with medicine because of those qualities. Yeah, I agree. Like I love, I I mean, for me, I, I don't know if I like Anna or medicine, more just because I really do love Anna oh really yeah I really think it's so catchy and like I feel like it's like I don't know for me it's like the it's just like a good example like the prime example of like how fun and catchy Harry's songwriting can be yeah Um, just because like I don't know I just love the lyrics and I think it's just really simple but Mm -hmm. like it's still like is so much fun I don't know yeah, and I have not delved into Anna. Like, I haven't listened, like, I haven't listened to it with a critical eye or, like, mm-hmm. looked up the lyrics. Like, I've only heard it a couple of times. Yeah. So I may, like, feel differently about it if I actually, like, spend time with it and mm-hmm. when I see it live. Um, yeah. I know. That's why, like, I want to do a whole discussion on that song, too. I don't know if the lyrics yeah. are anything, like, very genius, but, like, I just, I love the chorus and I love, like, the, mm-hmm. I just love the I don't know I think so cheeky sort of like you don't know what you do to me like yeah I I, I really like the vibe it gives off but like obviously medicine has like a lot of more like meaning I guess like it has like the queerness that has a whole bunch of like emotions attached to it versus like Anna's just sort of like a fun song yeah you know um so yeah like I agree with you like I feel like um, I mean, musically alone, it's really cool. It's very rocky. Uh, he does a lot of cool things with his voice. He has falsetto again, um, which mm-hmm. we liked a lot on, like, Sign of the Times. Um, yeah. I think, as you said, like, the lyrics are super sexy. Um, and, like, that catches people's attention because, like, Harry's talked about sex in, on his album. But this one's the most, like, explicit. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were saying, like... Alucia asked me before we recorded, like, so how, like, explicit are we are we going to get on this episode? Because it's pretty hard not to be. And I was like, let's just go for it. Because, I mean, Harry talks about it, so we're allowed to discuss it. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, like, definitely going to be 
uh, explicit sexy discussion. So if yes. you don't want to hear that, like skip. But I'm sure you're all here for it. <laughs> so <laughs> um, yeah, I think like that's a big thing. Um, and then obviously the queerness too, which is something we haven't seen like explicitly in Harry's music. I mean, you like yeah. never know what people are writing about, but like, um, like it's very, it's much more like obvious in this song and like, um, which is really awesome. So yeah, I think that's another reason. Um, and, and who said it too? Uh, someone wrote it. Was it, um, uh, Kata, Kata said that like the whole mystery of not knowing the lyrics and like trying yes. to figure them out added yeah. so much because it like made you want to like tweet and like search and like figure it out and be like oh this is what I heard this night and this is what I heard the next night and like tr- that mystery was so much fun to engage in it like made like it made Twitter fun to be a part of and it made the excitement grow I think as well. Um, yeah, so. I totally agree. And also the way that he structured the, the lyrics, um, like invited that so much. And like, we'll mm. get into that when we do the lyric discussion. Yeah. But that definitely I think that mystery and trying to discover the lyrics is definitely a big part of why it is popular. Yeah, and we still don't even freaking know the lyrics, which is the I most know. annoying thing. When I was writing or when I was like, I copy and pasted the lyrics, but then I had to go back and like put in parentheses, like other options of lyrics uh-huh. for different things, even if it's just like a, like, it versus like in like you yes. still can't and it like changes meaning a lot so yeah I also think that he switches those little words up too yeah it, it feels like he does I swear to god like yeah. sometimes it sounds like one thing sometimes it sounds like another thing yeah and I've read lyrics uh for this song that are like literally every word is different from what I think it is that's so funny like it's a completely different song and I'm like where did you get all of that yeah because like once you get it in your head you often like it's like confirmation bias it's like you hear what you think but then like you have to like step back and be like okay what is he actually saying like right I'm trying to listen to multiple versions and like hear differences but it's very confusing yeah hard to tell so we'll discuss all those nuances yes well maybe, um, maybe when you see it live you'll be able to like get a better idea of what he's yeah. actually saying because you'll be yeah. there hopefully get some clarification yeah um okay so um okay so like feministy stuff how mm-hmm. like how would you rate this as like a feminist song where would you put i would it? rate it 10 out of 10 Woo! Why? (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like um, with a lot of songs that are about sex, especially Mm -hmm. songs that are sung by men, like Mm -hmm. I have a lot of songs like that that I enjoy, but there's almost always a little element of something that makes me a little uncomfortable or something I'm like a little iffy about. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like in Harry's songs. Like we've seen that in Kiwi with the the pay for it and we've seen it in only angel yes. with like mm-hmm. skirt too short like one line and devil like in that, the sheets devil in the sheets something so like a small little line like that can make you like feel not so great about the whole song you know exactly exactly and i feel like this song doesn't do that like i mm-hmm. can listen to every line in this song and feel, feel so positive about all of it yeah and like in that vein i feel like um like this song sounds very like classic rock to me mm-hmm. i love classic rock like 
uh, pour some sugar on me. I like love all of those kinds of songs, but mm-hmm. they're very problematic. Like most of those songs are like very sexist. And I think it's so cool that we have a song that has those like classic rock vibes that is like not sexist. Like it's yeah. amazing. And I feel like Harry, particularly like Mick Jagger, is obviously like a big idol of his. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And like Mick Jagger has written some some questionable songs. <laughs> like mm-hmm. a lot of the Rolling, I mean, I like the Rolling Stones. But mm-hmm. a lot of the Rolling Stones songs are super sexist, and some of them are like racist. Like, there's a lot of. Uh, I stuff like in don't there. know their music at all. Really? Yeah. Well, one of their one of their most popular songs is "Under My Thumb," which is basically about like training a woman to be like your submissive, and like Ew. that's li- literally the whole song. And it's one of their most popular songs. Oh they God. have a song called "Brown Sugar," which is like super racist and like terrible. And their excuse for writing it is like, oh, we wrote that song really fast. And like now they change the lyrics so that they don't mm-hmm. sing the offensive parts. But it's like, and then their excuse is like, you know, it was raw. Like we were just writing it in the moment. We we're just writing how we feel. Right. And I feel like the cool thing about Harry is that like he's showing that you can do that. Like you can write in that like really raw mm-hmm. way and still have it not be problematic. <laughs> yeah. And, and like if you're like writing raw and like, giving you true emotions you're just showing that you're like truly exactly. racist or like truly <laughs> yeah. a sexist it's like i know like that's if not you have to, an like, excuse edit your sexist you or your racist out then like that's like okay right. like yeah um, and i and i've been worried so when we, when we heard the first album um the song only angel and carolina had mm-hmm. those like mick jagger like sexist vibes right. to them and it really concerned me because i was like if this is the road that harry goes down i'm not going to be a fan like i remember yeah. listening to those songs and feeling like very nervous mm-hmm. that that's the path he was going down because i know he loves mick jagger and i was just like i can't like i just yeah. can't and so having this song is just it's like so relieving and nice because it's like and also knowing that he wrote this a long time ago yeah. um it's just nice to know that like you know he's he's not gonna be like totally yeah going I feel down like that path. I hope he's seen some of the reaction about like some of those lines and I know mm-hmm. this like what he said about like you know he wasn't gonna let anyone tell him what he could and couldn't write but it's like you have to take some things into consideration you can't yeah. just be like I'm gonna write whatever and I don't care if I'm sexist or whatever right um so like I just hope he's seen some of that or, like, whatever, and hopefully next time we won't get as much of that or we'll, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it'll be better. Yeah, Um, and the songs that he wrote that I find to be sexist, like, aren't terrible. Like, I still rock out to them and I have a good time listening to them and singing to them, Mm -hmm. but they're just, like, there's those, like, little tiny elements that just make it so that it's not pure. It's, like, not pure enjoyment, whereas medicine is so pure. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And I feel like that's what a lot of like the listeners were saying in their comments whereas mm-hmm. like, you know, like classic rock but like, you know, better. <laughs> yes. Like <laughs> avoiding all like the the bad stuff about classic rock and like Yeah, and queer. Like classic rock has like I mean, the Rolling Stones are kind of in a different category cuz like mm-hmm. they've definitely like delved into like more queer like topics and stuff but like traditional classic rock is a very not queer friendly space mm-hmm. so I also just, just feel like this song is like just very unique yeah I totally agree um so like what else did I have to say about this I think also that like because this was sort of one of the tangents I went on when I was adding stuff back in like for mm-hmm. the last episode about it being so like and as you said like sexy but not like like 
um, misogynistic or like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like, it's very like, I don't, it reminds me of Zane, how he talked a lot about yeah. sex, but in a way yeah. that I was like, cool with everything. I was like, okay, cool. Yes. Like, this seems very like equal partners, like everyone's enjoying themselves, everyone's mm-hmm. doing like whatever and contributing and it feels good yeah. it feels like consensual blah uh-huh. blah blah <laughs> yeah I totally feel that about Zane's album too I was like so pleasantly surprised um, mm-hmm. not because I was expecting something worse from him but because I expect something worse from everyone yeah. like, <laughs> like most like male artists yeah and I, like I that was a big part of why I loved his album because he did sing about sex a lot mm-hmm. in a way that I just thought was so great yeah, and I feel like when we get songs like this where, like, you yourself singing them, like, you can sing them and, like, feel okay singing it, not just, like, listening, but, like, yeah. you can sing about, like, sex and, like, in this positive, good way. And, like, it can be really empowering just, like, as a person singing it, not just, like, listening to it and listening to it as well. But I feel like, um, like, we don't always have songs that feel empowering to sing, especially I was saying, yeah. like, um, like, a lot of the 1D fandom, it's, like, made up of people that aren't supposed to be explicit about, like, sex. Like, mm-hmm. you know, cis men are, like, the people that society says, like, are allowed to, like, you know, have a sex drive and, like, mm-hmm. talk about sex. But, like, other people, you know, if you're queer, like, keep that to yourself. If you're a woman, yeah. like, you're not supposed to be like that. Like, that's yeah. what society says. But now, like, you know, the 1D fandom is made up of a mix of genders and sexualities. Mm-hmm. And for, like, fans to be singing that and also to, like, obviously have an artist singing that that they really admire. That's really awesome to be able to, like, talk about sex and talk about your own, like, sexuality and, like, sex drive and be very, like, very sex about it, you know? Not yes. just, like, sort of, like... <laughs> hidden like messages about about it (laughs) it's very like sex and it doesn't seem necessarily like you know oh we're in a loving relationship sex it's just like we're having sex and that's what it is and like I feel like that is yeah yeah I was watching um I was watching the new Queer Eye which oh my god if you have not watched it it's like amazing um actually (laughs) (laughs) except for the fat shaming that's the only problem I have with it yeah um but they were talking about, they were doing, like, their little interviews with the cast in between, and they were talking about, like, when straight people sort of talk about, like, pride parades and, like, gay people being very, like, sexually explicit and sort of say, like, why do you have to, like, make it about sex? Like, why are mm-hmm. you being, like, so sexy? Like, why are you, like, making this, like, you know, in our faces and stuff? And he was saying how, like, a lot of queer people, when they're growing up, they don't get to have the same experiences as straight people. Like, they don't get mm-hmm. to express their sexuality. And, like, a lot of people have to be closeted. Maybe they're even closeted to themselves. And so, like, mm-hmm. by the time you get to be an adult, like, you missed out on this, like, whole process that, like, most straight people go through where, mm-hmm. like, they get to be sexual. And, like, and so I think that that is something that, like, also connects with a lot of Harry's audience because, yeah, like, we don't, like people who are like queer and listening to him like we don't get to have that like kind of representation and like expression Mm -hmm. and so when we do it's like it's very like novel and like very powerful and important and like you know yeah it makes it so much more important it's not just like it's not it's not the same as like if an artist was writing a sexy song that like wasn't explicitly queer like Mm -hmm. for like the queer audience to have that be like clearly for them is Mm -hmm. just something that we don't get a lot so it makes yeah. it yeah there's so like, much more powerful I feel like there's 
there's not first of all there's not a lot of like queer artists that are popularly known and like Mm -hmm. even those that are like don't get the same type of attention right like and the music doesn't get the same attention um like (laughs) I saw there was this I thought on Twitter there was like this list that was like um artists who have queer siblings and then like I had seen (laughs) someone like retweet it and was like here are some actual queer artists, like, who are queer themselves, like, rather than just, like, having a queer sibling, it's, like, yeah. can we draw more attention to, like, queer artists who are, like, singing queer songs, and, like, yeah. I don't know, because, like, we need more of that, and we need we, more like, of that on, like, radio and stuff. We do. We, like, regularly put straight people on the covers of queer magazines, like, regularly. Yeah. Like, Liam being on, in Attitude, like, he's yes. not queer. Like, Why? <laughs> Oh God! Like there are queer people that like are amazing. Yeah, yeah, focusing. So it's so cool to like get, you know, a a a queer song from Harry, and like he's a very popular artist, and Mm -hmm. um, obviously like he has a huge fandom, and like for everyone in the fandom, you know, that's really awesome to like have that coming from someone that you like look up to, and just have a song in general. Yeah, and I feel like watching him perform this song when, like, when he sings the line, uh, the girls and the boys are here, or mm-hmm. the boys and, boys and the girls are here, yeah. um, and I think one of the listeners mentioned that in the beginning of the show, but um, the way, like, he smiles when he mm-hmm. says that, it's yeah. such a pure smile, yeah. and it feels, like, the reason that I love it so much is because it doesn't feel predatory. Like, I feel like someone mm-hmm. else singing that song could be a little bit more, like, um, yeah, I'm hot and you all want me. But it's mm-hmm. almost more like we are all in on this, like, secret magic together. Yes. And, like, that's how I feel listening to the song. And when he does that smile at the audience, I feel like he's sort of like, yeah, we're all in on this together. Like, you know what I'm talking about. I and totally just, think like, so, too. It's so special. Because, like, he's also been adding sometimes, like, woo to the end yes. of it, Like, little shouts. And it's yeah, like... seeing his confidence grow every time is, like, so cool to yeah. see. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, it feels like it's a song for everyone, and, like, mm-hmm. he knows that, and, like, you know, we're all in this sort of, like, community, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. I love it. Love, love, love it. Um, yeah. And I also feel like, um, like, we talked about this a little bit, but just that it's really unique for a person with his level of fame to be, like, singing a queer yeah. or sexy song like this. And mm-hmm. it almost feels like we snuck in somehow. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know if that makes sense, but, like, Harry has had, like, a queer fan base for years, and his yeah. shows have been, like, a super queer space, but it's almost like the public didn't really know. Yeah. And now it's, like, he's kind of making it official that his concerts are a pretty queer space. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of, like, all of a sudden, like, we're all there, and but it's, like, we've been there the whole time. And now yeah, like, and now we have the song. Like, like, we've, like, snuck in because... I feel like a lot of the media narrative has been about Harry being, like, a womanizer. Yeah. And, like, even though for a long time I think a lot of the fans have, like, pushed against that, like, Mm -hmm. they still haven't really, like, accepted it. And, like, when I talk about Harry to people who aren't, who aren't 1D fans, aren't Harry fans, like, they don't know that he has queer fans. Like, it's news Mm -hmm. to them. That's so funny. It's so, like, I feel like I don't talk to people, like, outside the fandom that much, but I'm sure that's Mm -hmm. how how it is like they don't really know everything that goes on in the fandom yeah because oftentimes they just see like the the biggest headlines you know which are yeah. often about harry being a womanizer or like who what yeah. model did is harry secretly dating or whatever yeah Ugh. 
man, well, I'm glad we have this. And, like, mm-hmm. I hope, like, his next album has, like, more of this type of music as well. That, yes. Like, we can yeah. all get behind. Um, okay, what else was I going to say? I feel like it will all come out to it eventually as we keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think there, we talked already about Kiwi, um, how, it's, how the themes are similar to Kiwi. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, like, um, the other thing that I forgot to mention is that when I'm listening to Kiwi, at least in my opinion, I feel like there's really only one line that's explicit, and it's the, the last verse where he mm-hmm. talks about the dripping uh, yeah <laughs> and like like i paid for it like that's really the only line of the song that's actually explicit and the rest of the mm-hmm. song isn't like it could be taken other ways right whereas medicine like every line is very explicit yeah and so i think that's like a big difference in the songs too like medicine yeah. is not vague and like kiwi is like very vague like like who even knows what he's talking about like we yeah. still don't know yeah this one's very much out there like bam i'm gonna talk about sex and you're all gonna yeah. deal with it yeah <laughs> love it um what else do I have um oh yeah we'll sort of talk about this when we get to the line but like Mm -hmm. him singing about queer sex and the fact that he does it so like it's very like casual there's nothing dramatic Mm -hmm. about it he's just like oh yeah I'm like you know I'm okay with it like you know the boys Mm -hmm. and girls are here I mess around I'm okay with it it's very chill the way he sings about it like, I yeah. feel like that's really cool. I like the way, like, the tone of the song goes in yes. terms of that as well. Yeah, I wrote it in my notes that that line, and I'm okay with it, is such a hairy thing to say. <laughs> yes, it <laughs> Like, really he's is. not like, and hell yeah, and like, I love it. But he's like, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's such a hairy thing to say. <laughs> I know. It's, and it's so perfect. Like, it fits so perfectly. Like, I've, I have many yeah. thoughts about that line. It's like, my, 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 uh-huh. maybe my favorite line in the whole song. Yeah. Not because, like, it's lyrically, like, amazing. It's just, like, <laughs> it just, like, has such a great meaning to it. Yeah. Um, um oh yeah and I we wanted to sort of say like before also like getting more into the lyrics of it like I said this on the last one where like you know Harry wrote this song and we never really know what like the artist is thinking when they write it and like obviously we're not inside Harry's head so like Mm -hmm. we're not talking we're not like trying to impose anything on Harry but like this seems like a pretty explicitly queer song and like we want to celebrate that but at the same time it's like Harry's sexuality is very like separate and private and something that is not to be like dissected and I find it super gross when you know the media will like pull apart his sexuality and like pull apart every little they do this with like a lot of the guys where they'll pull apart certain things they do and the way they talk or things they say and like try Mm -hmm. to like make that into a sexuality which first of all like there shouldn't be any like things that someone does that like makes them queer or makes them this or makes them that or whatever that's just kind of silly um Mm -hmm. and that's like harmful for queer people in general but also it's just so harmful like to the artists themselves and so gross so like when we have this discussion like I feel like we need to keep it separate from like Harry's sexuality but at the same time like celebrate the queerness of the song um Mm -hmm. I feel like that's like more respectful um and also like Harry has said like this was another thing I said on the last one. Like, Harry has said he doesn't, like, he hasn't ever felt the need to label his sexuality. Um, and I think a lot of the reaction we've seen from this, especially in the media, but I've seen it from a lot of fans, too, where they're like, oh, this means Harry's bisexual. Like, this is what this means because he's saying these lines. Um, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's just really narrow-minded, like, 
first of all, don't label other people's sexualities. But second of all, just because someone's singing about like, you know, being with multiple genders and like hooking up with multiple genders, that doesn't mean they're bisexual. There's a, there, there's an array of sexualities or no labels or and I read a whole bunch of sexualities out last time. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, people who are attracted to multiple genders. Bisexual isn't the only one. Yeah. Um, so it can be well, I read an article that was like, what do they call it? Like erasing you know sexualities and like Mm -hmm. um erasing like different types of queerness and stuff um by like labeling someone just because you think you know what they are Um, right and i do think i think it's different when like if like fans like i think it's like if it's coming from a place of like fans trying to find like familiarity and like and like trying to find like a point of relation like that's not coming from like a malicious point place mm-hmm. it's still problematic um but then I think like the media like you know trying to dissect it and yeah. like I think that is like really gross and like unfortunately like those two things can't exist like one can't exist without the other yeah. and then like it ends up being like just about that and not in a way where it's like just like queer fans are talking about it because they just you know are trying to find like points of relation but it's like mm-hmm. the media and everyone is talking about it in a way where it's like um you know we're we're sort of like dissecting a person and yeah. you know harry harry can talk to us when he wants to like he obviously has a platform <laughs> yeah. so if he wanted to share stuff you know more stuff he could um and i feel like uh, yeah, I just, I think I also like, I don't, I don't like spend a lot of time like on like Twitter and, or like in mainstream media. So I think sometimes I, I don't really see that happening. Like I remember mm-hmm. when I first heard you guys talking about like the Larry stuff, I was kind of surprised because I didn't know how awful it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I didn't know that people like left comments on Instagram about, like I just had no oh, idea yeah. oh, in my mind. So I thought it was just like, this tiny world like on tumblr where people are just talking amongst themselves like i just had no mm-hmm. idea so i think i just like um am like yeah kind of like shocked at the like you know media um yeah invasiveness yeah um, it is really shocking especially when like often you sometimes like see the world from your own lens and you're, mm-hmm. you sort of think everyone's like at your level and then you know, people are saying things that you're just like, this is so backwards. Like, mm-hmm. even if they're saying it in like a positive way, even if they're mm-hmm. like not being homophobic, but it's just kind of like, you still are so far from like what you should be saying and the way you should be talking about these things. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know like what the right response is to like, you know, you have to like educate people mm-hmm. um, and like try to like make people understand like in the best way that you know what they're writing is actually harmful and hurtful yeah um but i don't know i don't know what the right answer is yeah um but yeah kind of sucky in that way so we're mm-hmm. like we're, we're we're gonna try to like n- not do that yeah um, <laughs> and i don't think it'll be hard because like we both come from like a place where that's not really on our radar at all like it's very easy like what we were saying about like the raw writing like if you you know the rolling stones if they raw write and they like you know write and they're sexist like that's they are sexist you know mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not, but like <laughs> i'm not gonna just like start talking sexistly because like that's not in me you know um, yeah exactly and um, i might or we might use use he as we're talking 
But, like, if I say, like, oh, and he, you know, me, like, says this or something, I just mean, like, the, you know, the character that Harry is, like, embodying as he's performing yeah. the song or whoever the song is written from the perspective of. But, like, yeah. I might, I might, like, say that because it's easier to say, like, and then he says this. The protagonist. To, yes. <laughs> I was like, if we do that, we're going to sound like we're, like, English people. But at the same time, we're talking yes. about, like, oral sex. So it'll be very odd. Having a very <laughs> academic discussion about... The protagonist swallows. Like, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit weird. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I feel like... I, feel, I hope that all makes sense. And, like, at the same time, also, like, what I said last time was that, like, totally people can be like oh this is my bi anthem or like you know this is my queer anthem and that's like totally awesome and amazing that like yes. people like are i don't i don't care if you freaking label a song like you can interpret a song of how you want it and like how it means to you and how it makes you feel and how it empowers you like that is awesome like that has nothing to do with like people who are labeling harry it's very separate yeah um so yeah like let it be a bi anthem let it be a queer anthem like whatever the hell like, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. Did I get all these points? I don't know if I did. I think so. Um, but yeah, just like, you know, it's queer and empowering and getting to sing about queer sex and getting to sing about sex in general in such like a positive, fun way, uh, in an yeah. open way. And you're allowed to be sexual. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like it. I think it's very feministy. Yeah, and it's also so important. I know we've mostly been talking about like the queer aspect, but it's also so important just I feel like for women in general mm. and for everyone. Yeah. Like to have um to have like a song being sung by like a man that is about mm. sex and that is like so positive and like doesn't have any like elements of like rape culture or like anything mm -hmm. like that and I think that that's so important. Um like Harry's fan base is like I would say, like, mostly women and queer people. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think there's a lot of men in this audience. And I just think, like, it's such a cool... I mean, there are some, not to, like, say that there are no male fans. There's definitely mm -hmm. some. But, like, predominantly, it's, like, women and queer people yeah. in his audience. And the fact that, like, um, like, we're able to, like, see him, like, perform songs like this and stuff is just, like, so important, I think, for, mm -hmm. like, that like group of people to be able to have yeah. and like it's just so healthy and yeah it like provides a different narrative mm -hmm. I think that's why like I really like reading like fan fiction as well where mm -hmm. there's just such a different relationship narrative in a lot of them I mean a lot of them because they're like queer stories mm -hmm. um, but even the ones that are like about straight relationships mm -hmm. there is like just such a different dynamic written about than a lot of what you see on tv shows or like yeah. in porn or in whatever it is like it's yeah. very different um, yeah especially with porn culture like it's super super toxic these yeah. days I mean it always has been but it's like really pretty awful at like what people are able to see at like such a young age like if you have the internet like you can yeah. see like just awful awful stuff and so <laughs> it's even more important like more important now not more now than ever. I don't know what I'm trying to say. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> to have that positive, like, outlet and representation. Mm -hmm. And, like, mm -hmm. especially with, yeah, with fanfic, too. Like, fanfic is so important. Um, yeah. And then you can see it in your own read. relationships and, like, know mm -hmm. what's right, what's wrong. Like, yeah. what is, like, an option. If you don't know what the options are, then you might think something's normal when it's not. Right, exactly. Um, and I think so. a lot of, 
and I think even it's 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 almost even more important for um, like straight women to have that like representation mm. and stuff because I think I feel like I feel like if you're queer like at least in my personal experience like I like had to seek out an alternative education like about mm-hmm. sex and like if you're straight like I think a lot of the times like you just are not aware of stuff and like you're given a very specific like narrative of like what mm-hmm. sex is and like how you're supposed to feel and like I think it can be so easy to not know any different like right. if, if you're not in a community or like or like a city that's like you know more yeah. like liberal I think it's easy to just not even like be aware of stuff and like there's just it's shocking like how many people just don't understand like basic stuff about like sex and like how our bodies work because mm. like as women like we're just we're not like supposed to care about that stuff or like know yeah. and, like you know with sex it's like you know traditionally like even in sex ed like they teach you about condoms in sex yeah. ed you know they don't really teach you about vaginas like at all yeah. and like I feel like a lot of like you know straight women sort of are given like the narrative that you know like sex is about like a man you know mm-hmm. having an orgasm mm-hmm. and like like a lot of women like don't even have orgasms until they're like well into their like adult lives and like right. a lot of it is just like shame and lack of education and like yeah etc etc yeah I, I totally agree with everything you said and like I think with this song um because it's like vague about the genders of the people in the song mm-hmm. like uh but like clearly like he's singing about like I mean it seems like there's definitely back and forth and we'll get to that but it definitely seems like you know, he's making some actions. <laughs> and, yes. like, he's, he's the one who's saying, like, oh, I like, like, I like giving oral sex. Like, I enjoy yeah. that. And I think if we're, if we're, like, if we say it's, like, a woman on the receiving end, uh, mm-hmm. I feel like that's really positive to see that sort of Yeah, like, things, any way you, you look saying. at the song, it's positive. Yeah. And that's, like, Zane. Zane's, Zane talked so much about, like, enjoying, like, being someone to like give <laughs> like, uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know the best way to say this but it was it wasn't just about like I feel like comparing like you know Liam's songs often right. it's always like grind up on me like do this yes. for me versus although what is that get low is very much about sounds like yeah. someone giving oral sex to a get woman. low is an awesome song <laughs> yeah but like so yeah so like you can see like differences between strip that down where it's more about like the male gaze and like whatever yes. versus yeah. like get low or like um what's is a brain uh, brain is zane's like bright is that what i was trying to <laughs> bright and zane um bright is the one that's very sexy i'm trying to remember um right like i don't think is it I don't know. Is that the one that she's having an orgasm? <laughs> That's what Bright represented. Oh, maybe I did not even know that about Let that song. Let me look up these lyrics. It does. It does say "Turn out the effing lights." I want to see. You I bright. want to see you bright. Yeah. I feel like. Is that about orgasm? I don't know. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> I, there's another song maybe that I'm thinking of. She. Yeah. No, I don't know. Maybe a number of Zayn songs are very much like. Well, he has um, he has uh, a song called "Take It Off." Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe that's it's very that sexual, one. and I and I like that one too because it's very much um, it's very like it is like very equal and like yeah. He has a line um, like "Take off all your makeup" or something. Yeah, 
I just want to watch you when you take it off. Yeah, but it, like it, like to me, it's like very, like positive. It's not. Yeah, I really like that song. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, he has so many good songs. Um, yeah. yeah. So like, I love that. If you're looking at it from like that perspective, like you said, like a cis woman also like singing and like I mean mm-hmm. being like the the other person in the song. Um, mm-hmm. It, like, is positive about that, and it's, like, you know, you shouldn't be the only ones, like, you shouldn't be the only person, like, thinking about, you know, the guys, how they're feeling and his pleasure, like. Yeah. And and not just, like, you shouldn't, you sh- you know, your partner should fe- feel like they want to, you know? It should be, yes. like, something they want, and that makes it, like, all the more sexy, I think. Right. I think that's right. why this song is so sexy and how Zane's are so sexy, because it's not, mm-hmm. it's, like, he has an appetite, you know? He, like, yes. wants it, like. You know, and yeah. I, I love that about it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I feel like oftentimes in like in like pop culture, it's very much like um, like almost like women don't even want sex, and it's yeah. like it's kind of about like the hunt and like the pursuit and like mm. can you like get a woman to sleep with you? Yeah. Where it's like, wouldn't you rather like have women want to sleep with you? Yeah, like that pay for it line. When my mom heard that song, she's like, yeah. As if, like, you like you know, you're taking away her complete sexuality if you're saying she only wants you because, you know, she's being paid for it. As if, like, right. women can't want sex because they just want sex, you know? Right. So. Unless she's, like, a sex worker and... and oh, well, yeah. Maybe it's, a, maybe, it's an act, maybe it's actually a positive song about sex work. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that's what it is. We've been reading it wrong all this time. <laughs> Oh, gosh, when you do another lyrical analysis with a whole new lens on. That's probably it. All right. Thank you guys for listening to this first half of our discussion about medicine. Um, You guys don't know it right now, but we've been discussing um, medicine for, like, four hours and 20 minutes. 100 years. (laughs) So I've decided that I'm going to put this into two episodes. They'll probably come out, um, like, not back to back, but, like, you know, soon after each other um so if you're listening to this one the next half is coming soon and that makes up for the fact that I didn't have an episode for two weeks so there you go (laughs) yeah it works uh but yeah uh the next part where we do the lyrical analysis and all that good stuff will be in the next episode um but this was sort of just like you know getting to know Lucia getting to know our beginning discussions on medicine actually we talked a lot about medicine before we even got into the lyrical analysis we really did yeah yeah um I hope you liked this episode thank you for listening to episode 129 of talk direction you can follow uh, me on social media at talk underscore direction you can email at talkdirectiongmail.com or go to tumblr which is talkdirection.tumblr.com or instagram which is just talk direction and I am at Caitlin I.R. Foster, C-A-I-T-L-I-N, on Twitter and Instagram. And Lucia, where can they find you? So I do have a Twitter, and I think I read it earlier, but it's at Lucia Oberstee. And I really only use it to talk to you and, like, your other listeners. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if you're a listener, then <laughs> that probably works. Yeah. Um, and then my Instagram is Lucia O, and that's L-U-C-C. I-A-O-H. And then I also have a Instagram for my dog walking business, which is Frolic Dog Training. F-R-O-L-I-C Dog Training. So you can I follow that. follow that. What are, you don't? I don't think so. Oh, my God. You know, you know you I announced it. I, like, made a post. But, you know, like, if you didn't see it, then it's gone. Wait, F-R-O-K. What? No. Sorry. <laughs> F-R-O. Yeah. L-I-C. L-I-C. 
dog trained. Oh, oh, maybe. Oh, wait. No. Oh, you follow me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think. It's a oh, followed by. Well, I now everyone else is following you. Oh, my goodness. Kara and Sarah and not me. <laughs> These are so cute. Oh, my God. If you want to see some dog pictures, you can follow me there. Oh, and then I also have a Snapchat. Snapchat is my favorite social media. It's gone very downhill. I know everyone has left, but I'm still <laughs> holding out hope. I'm still holding out hope. So if you care to follow me on Snapchat, it's Lucia, L-U-C-I-A dash O. Nice. I, I still have Lucia. hope. I like her videos that she sends. <laughs> They're often very 1D related. and that They are. Very happy. Or dogs. Yeah. Dogs and 1D. I mean, what could be better than that? Pretty much my life. Um, and you can go check out the Patreon, which is patreon.com slash talk direction, where we're going to be talking about Louis' tour and queerness in the One Direction fandom. And I have a whole bunch of extra videos over there. And you can find, like, the behind-the-scenes documents of how I plan the show and a lot of other fun stuff so go check Very that out fun time um and you can rate and review and subscribe on itunes and we're also on soundcloud and there's an app for that i'm caitlin and i'm lucia thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for coming on lucia this half has been amazing and i'm sure p.s i know because we've already <laughs> recorded it the next half is also going to be amazing <laughs> thank you so much for having me on i've had the best time Oh, of course. Um, See you next time for episode 130, where we get into the nitty gritty of medicine and break down every single lyric and guitar sound. (laughs) Bye! (laughs)